You're listening to America's Entrepreneur, the podcast designed to educate, entertain, and inspire you in your personal and professional journey. I'm your host, Aaron Spatz, and on the podcast, I interview entrepreneurs, industry experts, and other high achievers as they detail their personal and professional journeys in business. My goal is to glean their experiences into actionable insights that you can apply to your own journey. If you're new to the show, we've spoken with successful entrepreneurs, Grammy award-winning artists, best-selling authors, chief executives, and other fascinating minds with unique experiences. We've covered topics such as how to achieve breakthrough in business, growing startups, effective leadership techniques, and much more. If you strive for continual self-improvement and enjoy fascinating and insightful conversation, hit the subscribe button. You'll love it here at America's Entrepreneur. Super excited to bring on today's special guest. I have David Salinas. David is going to share a little bit of his story because this guy has done it all. He's done a lot. He's got his hands in a lot of different ventures. Uh, I mean, everything ranging from digital surgeons to some district arts, district New Haven. He's got a lot going on. So I'm not going to try to explain it all to you. I'll let him do all the explaining. Uh, But David, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. So, I mean, we're, we're chatting off camera. I would love to understand because you, you'd said that you, you, you have your hands on quite a, bit of, quite a bit of stuff. So maybe we rewind the clock before you had your hands on a whole lot of stuff, or maybe it's always been that way. Uh, but how did that kind of come to be? Like, where did the entrepreneurial journey start for you? So, I mean, I started working around, so I'm from New York City, grew up uh, son of an immigrant. Uh, my father's from South America. I learned hustle and work ethic from being in uh, being in that environment. Uh, so started working when I was 12 years old was my first official job. I had lots of jobs. I've literally done everything. I once tried to list them all and it got pretty, pretty intense. Um, but one of the jobs that I had I, at every job, I've always said to I've always seen areas for improvement and the people that ran those businesses that own those businesses often would be like, yeah, thanks kid, but no thanks. Right. Like I'm not going to listen to you. If you. And one guy said to me, if you want to run a business, you should try and own, you should probably own one. And that was sort of that, that was the, 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 the switch for me where I was like, Oh, okay. Um, additionally, I have, I definitely have ADHD. I've never been uh, uh, diagnosed, but my brain is wild and I know it. And it really leads me down pathways of, uh, of topics and knowledge, things that I want to learn and all this great stuff. And ultimately what that does is it makes me, for me, it makes me smarter in a lot of ways. It also lets me see opportunities a lot faster and, and I want to go after everything, right? A, I'm ambitious. B, I'm interested and I love to, and I really, really love to win. So uh, yeah, that's where it all started. That's where it all comes from. It's like that sort of upbringing. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I can definitely see that, like having a lot of opportunities and like the way that your, your mind works, you're, you're observing the way that things could be better. Like, Hey, if you're thinking you're kind of filing it away in the back of your mind is like, man, if this was me, I would be doing it like this, or this is my company or my business. I would be maybe approaching things from this perspective. And so like, Without maybe realizing it, like you're t- you're teaching yourself a lot of different things along the way because you get to see a bunch of different stuff. So that 
that's a, I mean, that's a really cool perspective. And then on top of that, getting to work in a whole bunch of different roles, diff, different companies. So you really, you have a really great appreciation for all the different facets of, you know, a, a, of a given business. So like, help us understand then like, so where, like, where did like, like that guy told you, like, you, you know, you might want to go start your own business. Where did that start? So I had some starts and stops and some failures um, yeah. that started as early as high school, 16 years old. Um, but ultimately in college, I was making business plans all the time. Everything from, I would just brought this up the other day. I had this idea for my, my grandma had this like really special iced tea that I loved and I was going to do grandma's iced tea, which nobody liked because everybody was into sugar at the time. So Snapple was popular. Arizona iced tea was popular. Fast forward, everybody told me that it was shitty when I did a taste test in school. And then Honest Tea comes out years later and blows up. And it was basically grandma's tea. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but uh, so 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 lots of business plans. Um, and then ultimately, I landed in a company, two companies where I was in a position where I could help grow those companies. So I was more of an entrepreneur, which I was totally fine with as long as I could. Uh, be successful and and I could you know make be ambitious and do all the things I wanted to. Unfortunately, both of those situations turned out to not be the case. Um, and then I wound up starting my first business, my first real business, which was Digital Surgeons, which was a uh, started off as a digital agency and then morphed into uh, a much bigger holdings company where we have uh, branding, brand experience, design, growth team. We have a recruiting company. Uh, and, and other things. And one of the things that I loved about being in the agency business was the fact that I got to see so many different businesses. Yeah. I didn't focus. I, I did. I did not listen to people, which was you need to be, you know, singly focused. If you do search engine optimization, you should only be an SEO company. If you do paid search, you should only do it for doctors or, or lawyers. Right. Yep. And we actually were much more general and we were generalists and that allowed us to touch everything from literally Lady Gaga all the way to fortune 50 companies. And that uh, those lessons learned allowed me to identify strategies and things that make people businesses and myself much more successful. And, and it was basically like an MBA on steroids wow. across what turned out to be now 16 years in business. That's, so that was like that was like the the first big one. I mean, th that's amazing. And so, like, share with us because there's a lot of folks out there that you know they they want to get their start in business or they're you know or they're just in the early stages. How did you go about getting like those first big contracts? Like, what was what was the breaking point for you where it's like when you finally realize like, man, I've got something here. This is sustainable. I might actually even be able to feed myself off of this business. So it did. So it took time. I always tell people in the very beginning, we paid ourselves. So I had a business partner, uh, my business partner, Pete. Um, we started the company. We took anybody that had money, cash, anything that they had on them. It was like, hey, you run a garage, a two bay garage. Um, how much money do you have? Two hundred thousand dollars. Great. We'll build you a website. We'll do your marketing plan for you. And we paid ourselves $300 a week for the first eight months. And then at, what we kept doing was, and I was char in charge of business development as the CEO, I kept creating new hurdles that we had to reach. So I'd say, this is our minimum threshold of who we work with. This is our qualifications for who, who we work with. And then we would fill that, uh, the, we'd, we'd fill the pipeline with that. And then we'd increase the, the, the hurdle to $10,000 projects. And then eventually it was, uh, $30,000 projects. And then it was 
$50,000 projects until we got to a place where now, uh, you know, we're doing projects for, I think our, our hurdle right now is $85,000 a month, not project-based work. Uh, and that really helped us. And I'd say when I knew, I mean, I knew right away, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say that I'm optimistic or a positive person, because I think that people mistaken that for someone that doesn't see risk and has blind spots. I just think that I am positive first because it's really easy to be negative. Yeah, sure. You know, like the first thing you come up with when you come up with an idea is failure. Failure is like the right. biggest negative, uh, you know, no matter what anybody says, I'll fail, you know, first attempt in learning and all this other bullshit that they say. But for me, I'm like, what are all the possible angles that could be that, that are positives if we do this? Yeah. And uh, so that, so I'd say we knew, we knew going in like that we're, we've got some white space here let's go and be this sort of full service digital shop. And, uh, and then little by little, we started to win really awesome business. I mean, we had, we went from garages to running the digital media for the U S open in New York city. Right. Um, And launching, you know, Lady Gaga at her pinnacle of her career. We did uh, a huge campaign with her 2010, 2011, uh, and it won a Webby Award. And uh, we just kind of knew we were skilled. That's really cool. It's really, I mean, I'm, I'm going to drill down one, one more level. And so, like, you, you, you increased your qualifications and threshold, thresholds. Like you said, you, you raised the hurdles. You made the hurdles that much more difficult to, to, to be able to clear and so, again, for those that are trying to understand how, like, how do they grow their business? Like, so, but what were you doing? Like, what, like, how were you getting out there? Like, what was your, what was your primary business development technique or tactic? So when we first started, the first thing I did was sign up for the local chamber of commerce. Okay. At the time we signed up through a fax so we had a mail in. Oh we had a fa- yeah. fax number. We had, yeah. <laughs> we had a fax in our application, which we were highly digital people, which was kind of an eye opener for us. And then we just, I just dove in. I was like, oh, what do you guys have? You have networking groups. You have this. You have that. Oh, no one's teaching this stuff. Can I do webinars? Can I do uh, seminars in person? Um, and that was the start of it. And then leaning in, um, giving without without uh, an, an agenda. Right. So we created the, the chamber, leaned into us and said, hey, and this was a, a regional chamber. So it's 12 cities and towns. And they said to us, can you help us get more young people? I was 26 years old and my partner was 24. They said, can you help us get more young people to be involved in the Chamber of Commerce? So we started the young professionals group in the you know, this is early days before people were even thinking about that kind of sure. stuff. Um, I had this inkling about what young professional groups could do. And I've got good, I've got really good intuition when it comes to people. So I built it, designed it, chaired it for a couple of years, grew it for to a few hundred people. And that made me sort of locally famous. And then that creates more of a lead engine. Um, and then you get work, you do great work. And then that turns into a lead engine. Um, and then you do, and, and then it, it just evolves from there, right? Really and then cool. making yourself incredibly visible, um, also doing things without uh, sometimes you got to just do pro- for, for us. It was just do stuff that doesn't make profit sometimes um, because it would make us say internet famous, right? Like the Gaga work was easily worth a million dollars or more in today's market. Most places would have got paid that much and we got paid under six figures for it, but we also landed a, our first million dollar contract because of it. And that's what I mean by thinking about the positives before you think about the negatives. 
Man, okay. Well, for those that are watching, I'm taking furious notes as I tend to do. Those listening, you're not going to have any clue that I'm taking notes. Um, but I'm doing this for you. That way you guys are able to extract as much value uh, from what David is, is is sharing with us. David, like that, what I lo- like, I wrote down verbatim a phrase that you said, and I loved it because I think it's such a huge, huge principle that I wish everybody could understand. You somehow just internalize this from day one. And I think you just get it, which is giving without an agenda, leaning in. I love, love, love how you said that because that sets the conditions for people to, I mean, for lack of better words, like let their guard down, get comfortable with you. You're you're developing that relationship with them and they don't feel like, oh man, I'm just waiting for David to come jumping off the table to like to stick an offer in my face. You're building that relationship. You're building that that network. You're taking time. But then, of course, it's going to naturally evolve there. So when people start asking you questions about things, then, then you can more naturally and organically kind of go in that direction, right? Absolutely. I'll even give you one better for the, for the audience. This is a good story and a spin from that business into what would become pretty, uh, a pretty amazing journey and ride. So the, the city we are in, our office is in, is New Haven, Connecticut, which is famous for uh, Yale, New Haven, uh, Univ- Yale University. Um, it's famous for pizza. If you ever watch uh, the Barstool guy, he tells you that New Haven is the, cent- is the capital of pizza in the, con- in the world. Um, so we have the top pizza places. And, uh, and there's also a guy that takes the, the, the claims he, he invented the hamburger. Wow. So we're in New Haven. We did this, I did this young professionals group and I was really starting to, what I, what I'm figuring out is that I have this interesting sort of, um, knack for, and, uh, and I get excited by community development and economic development, but I didn't know that the chamber was about that. Right. It just, for me, it was just this engine. So, uh, there was a big announcement made by the city and they hyped it up and they screwed the pooch on the announcement. It was like, they didn't have a PR team. They didn't, they, they used some whack streaming platform at the time versus when they could have used one of the more, one of the most prominent, one, one of the most prominent uh, platforms going. So nobody tuned in. I got really pissed off. I called the city. I asked to speak to the woman that was in charge of economic development. And I said, can we have a drink? I'd love to talk to you. And she took it. She took me up on it. We sat down and I told her it was absolutely pitiful what happened and how, um, it reflects poorly on me and us and our business because we, we, we tout the city and we tell people where we're from and we're very proud of it. And we felt that they did a really bad job. A week and a half later, I got asked to join the, a board of economic development with these powerhouses in the city. So now all of a sudden I'm at the table with Yale and I went, I didn't have an agenda. I was just like trying to help them. So now I'm at the table with Yale and like the, I mean, all these powerful people. I was the youngest, I was 29 at the time. I was the youngest person by 20 years on this board. And I was a bull in a China shop too. I literally (laughs) would would say the wildest stuff um, because I didn't care because I didn't have, again, I just wanted to see us better and improving. Fast forward from that point, I start to learn about the wants, needs, and desires of the community, right? So that's a big important thing when you're in brand storytelling, when you're in uh, business building, recruiting for your company, when you're trying to get employees to come work for you. You need to know where you live, how you're living. You need to be able to explain to people and excite people. And um, our office, so now fast forward to 2014, our office was in a warehouse uh, in the city. 
and the warehouse got sold and bought by another guy. And the guy didn't have a vision that, that was a within in line with what we wanted to do, but also he didn't understand what I knew, which was what the city wanted and desired and what, like where they were, they were all talk. They just would leave these boardrooms and never get shit done. And, um, and I knew, and I tried to bring that to him and he didn't want anything to do with it. He was like, yeah, kid, thanks. I'm a big developer from New York city and I know what I'm doing and I'm going to get a Costco or blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to turn this thing in. I'm really happy to have you for the last six years paying your rent on time and expanding. You know, we were three expansions in the building already, wow. but I'm not going to move forward with what your idea is. So that sets me on this pathway to look for a new space. I get frustrated one night. I find a warehouse right across the street, which was actually a bus depot. Uh, it was 25, excuse me, it was uh, nine and a half acres roughly and uh, a little over 200,000 square foot of building. Wow. And it was completely uh, abandoned with weeds everywhere and fences with barbed wire. And it was, it was, it was terrible. And I had this idea to build the technology and innovation campus that would be the thing that everybody wanted. And the next day I called all my economic development contacts and I said, I have this idea and I'd like to see it through. And I put the ball in motion because of what I did. Right. So this is now 29. So that's 2009. So this is five years later. Okay. Right. No ask. And I wind up competing for the building and they put it up for RFP and we had to come up with an idea. So, sto- so, so storytelling, branding and storytelling. And then we had to bid on it and have a number. And I wasn't in real estate. I didn't know what I was doing. So I bid a dollar because I thought that's what it was worth. And the guy across the street that owned my, our warehouse bid $3.1 million against us, as well as other people that com- competed. But he, was out, he wound up in the finals. Wow. And, we, and, I, and we won for a dollar. <laughs> so... Um, so again, I, I, I bring it back because if you don't have an agenda, agendas happen, right? It, it, opportunity presents itself. Energy comes back to people, right? Um, I have this thing. I, I wrote this for my company years ago. For those of you that are uh, listening and, and can't see in the video, it says experiences build relationships and relationships build brands. I became a brand and they believed in me and they gave me this massive property that turned out to be a huge success. It's worth $25 million today. Um, it's, it's full, it survived COVID, uh, it's got a co-working space and, uh, and it's got an education, uh, a nonprofit that I started called district arts and education, uh, that trains, uh, uh, technology, uh, for adults and now for high school kids, juniors and seniors. Uh, and we have like 500 people that come here every day and thousands that visit because we have a beer garden and an amph- a small amphitheater. And it's like this incredible sort of shining light of hope and future for, what is the fifth state in America and a pretty old place to live? That's so cool, man. That, sorry for the long-winded tongue. Don't apologize, to- David. No, that is that is an absolutely amazing, amazing story, and I love it. You just you're just driving the point home. I think this is the one theme that that we should take away from from this episode today is giving without an agenda, because like you said, agendas just happen. And when you're and when you're in the business of building relationships, not for what you think you can get out of it but because you genuinely want to help and you want to see, you know, a problem get solved. You want to see it through as, you know, it were, were your words. I, I love, I love the way that you, you did that is naturally right there. You have proven yourself to be a trustworthy, 
caring person that they're like, you know what, this guy has our best interest at heart. He cares about what we're doing. We would, it would be great. Like we would, there's nobody else we'd rather do business with. And so that's how you're able to get a property that is now list, you know, was bid on for over $3 million. You got it for a million dollars or for $1. No. And $1. yeah, $1, yeah, $1. And it's now valued at over $25 million. And so like that, I mean, that's an, and, and again, you didn't go into that knowing or hoping that that would be the case. You're just being you, you're showing up, you're helping people. And, and again, I, I, I cannot bang that drum any harder. And, and I, I love, love that illustration, David, like, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. That's so, so powerful. And so how, how can people get in touch with you? How can they follow you and, and understand more about what you're doing? So on social media, on most of social media, I'm uh, at I Grow Brands uh, is my, my handle. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, David Salinas. I'm the, I'm, I, I was the first platform I was ever able to get my name because there's like 13,000 David <laughs> Salinas out there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm just LinkedIn. I think it's forward slash David Salinas. Uh, and my company's digitalsurgeons.com, districtnhv.com, and and then I have a lot of other stuff yeah. going on. That's awesome. Well, what, what I'll do for those that are listening, I'll have all of these links uh, in the show notes. That way, if you want to go and check out all the different things that David is doing, you can easily go do that. Um, again, David, I just, I can't thank you enough. Like this has been such a powerful and in, like an impactful time with you. I really, I really do appreciate you sharing, sharing some time with me. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, it was it's an absolute pleasure. I hope it's a value to your listeners and your or your watchers. 100 viewers. <laughs> no, it's all good. Thanks for listening to America's Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review or comment on your preferred social media platform. Share it out with friends, family, coworkers, others in your network. And of course, you can write me directly at Aaron at boldmedia.us. That's A-A-R-O-N at boldmedia.us. Till next time.